whispered in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Come with me. That's how we're starting it. You're gold now, pony boy, bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> and welcome to Beard and Brain Podcast. Where the beard gets weird, and of course, we interview interesting people about interesting things. I am your co-host, Britton C. Griffin, and as always, joining me is my hetero life mate, Joel Hinton. Fuck. Sour puss puss. <laughs> <laughs> this episode serves as second half of our Halloween special as we welcome back Jada Unknown to share some personal spooky ghost stories. Welcome, guys. What's up? What's up? It's good to be back. What's up, Joe? I got a ghost story for y'all. Hold on. Real quick, before we get started, I'm going to read off a few quotes before we sink our teeth in and rip apart today's episode with you. It it wasn't a real ghost story. It was just some asshole narcotics agent came and stole my fucking weed, and I don't know where the fuck it's at. (laughs) Man, that's scary. (laughs) Check this out on Friday's airing of the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Fifty Cent's ex-girlfriend Chelsea Handler scolds him by saying, "I had to remind him that he was a black person, so he can't vote for Donald Trump." Also, also, she would be willing to seal the deal more ways than one if he denounces Trump. She says, "I might be willing to go for another spin if you know what I'm talking about." Can we just talk for a minute? I had this is news to me. I didn't know Chelsea Handler was with Fifty Cent, so I don't know what the fuck was Fifty Cent thinking because that bitch is fucking like I don't know where in the fuck they found her ass. Yeah, she's Man, crazy. I really don't even keep up with none of this shit for real. To be honest, that's just me though. I'm just too caught up in the music shit. I'm just yeah. Chelsea Handler. Your typical like woke ass white bitch who's had like privilege and money forever, and you and now oh, yeah. you know she has social impact on worlds. It's like I dated a black guy, so I know Black Lives Matter more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's a good one to start off with. I read that literally right before we got started, so I was like, ah, I gotta at least say something about it, but. We'll dial it back in, and uh, I'll finish this up, and then we'll we'll dive into Jay stuff here. So, all right, uh, friendly reminder to turn on the lights, check under your beds, and lock the doors. And might I keep a uh, keep all your arms, legs, wings, antennas, tails, and any other appendages inside the podcast at all times, because of course it's about to get spooky with Jada Unknown on Beard and Brain Podcast. Sir, I see what you did there. Tales from the unknown. You had tales from the unknown, baby. Tales from the unknown. It all started ever since I was a little kid, man. Like, I, growing up, you know, nobody really told me anything about ghosts, you know, any of the paranormal stuff and none of that. So we used to live at this one house over by Fern Creek. I'm not going to say the street, the the name of the street or anything like that but we just live at this one house particularly and supposedly there was a couple 
that a newly wedded couple that died there and whatnot. So my people didn't pay too much attention to it. You know, it's our first home. We went from from an apartment to now our house. You know what I mean? So we just didn't think too much about that stuff. And I remember one night. It would be like around 7, 8 p.m. Around that time, I would have to go to sleep early for school. I was like, what? Kindergarten, first grade? One of the two. And normally, if I don't go to sleep, one of my family members would scare me to go to sleep. I don't know why. It's just, I don't know. So I went to the... Yeah, I don't know. They, they would just scare you. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> you just start running to your room. You just go out in the covers. So, I mean, I guess that was the way for me to go to sleep, I guess. But, yeah, it was like around 7, 8 at night. And the kitchen always faces to the backyard. So, I remember I was going to the fridge to grab me something to drink. And I remember looking through the curtains, because it was like see-through, that... I seen a woman in all white, like she was wearing like a wedding dress or some shit like that. It was so weird. I couldn't see her face, but she had like something over her face. I don't know what it was. And, you know, in my mind, you know, I was just looking. I was like, what the hell is going on? Because I thought maybe it was my sister or my mom or somebody trying to scare me. So I was just like, they're just fucking with me. So I went to my grandma, my grandpa's room check if it was them there was yeah they were there and then i went and checked to my sister's room she was there so i was just like if it's not one of them or my mom who the fuck is the lady out in the backyard holding the cup and you know saluting to something you know what i mean so i just ran back and she was gone she was gone i was just like what the hell it was weird like it was so weird because as a kid i've always Ever since that happened to me, I've had had dreams of her when I was a kid. I don't know. It's just really weird shit. Just, I don't know, man. It's just really weird shit happened when I was young. And wild, I think man. that's, ex- that it, it was wild because I, I hear that, you know, young kids, they're really super sensitive to that stuff. Even babies, too. Like, they would just see stuff, like. That normally all humans can see now. I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. And nothing else really happened to me until I was in, like, in my 20s. Yeah, that was, like, the... Well, hey, Jake, can, backing up real quick. Um, when when you first saw the, uh, the lady, because uh, you mentioned a few things that I did want to ask you a question about. Um, when you first saw the lady... Um, was it dark out? Uh, I may have missed that. Was it dark outside? Do you remember? I may be. It was nighttime. Okay. So if it's at nighttime and then you also said something about, um, having a cup or something like that. Jay, you with us? The ghost done got him. The ghost got him. Huh? Oh, oh, there you are. My bad. My bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I miss your your mic was cutting out there? Did I miss where you said that it was at night when you saw her? Yeah, it was at night. Okay, and then you night. said that she had a she had a cup or something with she her. She had a cup in her hand. Okay. I remember vividly like it happened. Like 
<laughs> like yesterday. It's, it's wild. And yeah, I would just, you know, as a little kid, I would just, just in, in awe, like, what is that? You know, like, like I say, like when I was, nobody ever told me anything about ghosts or any of the paranormal. Like I got to find that out on my own. And yeah, it was just wild. And I remember I tell my my people's about it and they just told me, ah, oh, he's just a little kid. He's just talking, you know, nonsense. You know what I mean? And yeah. Dave also encountered weird stuff too. I, the only, the only, like, I guess paranormal I've encountered, like, physical, like, it was just that, that time of seeing the lady outside and the dreams. Like, that, that was it. From what my peoples told me, my mom said that she's seen the man in all white walking from the hallway and going through the wall. And she walked up afraid, thinking it was somebody that broke into the house. So, everybody everybody walked up from her screaming. And then they went to check to see what was going on. And my mom said that she seen a man walking down the hallway. They check around the house. There was nobody. It was just empty. And... Yeah, it was just weird stuff. It was really weird stuff. Because supposedly the couple died there. Also, the mom was living with them as well. And the room that I was in, she always she was always in there smoking cigarettes and crying nonstop. Because she can't get over the death of her daughter, you know? And... Well, that's funny. It is it is weird because as a little kid I I lived in the, in that room. Yeah. You can only imagine all of the negative energy that was left behind, you know? Like, right. It was just wild. It was just so wild, like nicotine stains, negative energy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fucking Yeah, I didn't encounter anything wild until like I was in, like, my late teens, early 20s, you know. That's when, like, all the real weird stuff was happening. I remember when me and my buddies, we got our first... This was, this was my first apartment. And we moved over to Country Brooks over on Westport Road. And, you know, I was excited, dog. Had my own place with my friends. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to get turned up. You know, would be both wild. <laughs> I remember right. my first day staying there. Uh, we didn't have no electricity, no heat, and you know, LG and E was not on, which so we just had to go, you know, warm us up with blankets or jackets, you know. So yeah. my door was closed shut. I remember waking up to my door opening by itself, and in my head I was like, "Damn, how the hell did the door just open on itself like that?" And I was like, maybe it's just my roommates fucking with me or something. So I got up, and out of curiosity, I just checked, and then all of them were just asleep. So I was just like, what the fuck? How the fuck did that happen? So I didn't pay too much attention to it. I didn't want to start thinking, oh, there's some weird stuff going on because it was my first place. I didn't want to think that way, <laughs> you know? So I brushed it off. I brushed it off. And it wasn't until during the summer, yeah, it was during the summer, it was like around June or July, where all of my roommates were, it was just four of us deep in there, just chilling, we were just smoking, <laughs> just as usual, we were just always smoking, and we were just talking, you know, just talking about life and shit, 
and I clearly remember hearing a shh and just came into the room and just I just heard a female's voice talking over us and we literally stopped talking and we just looked at each other with goosebumps and just like whoa what the fuck did you just did you just hear that and I was just like yeah I heard that too and we asked like what did you hear and we all we all said we heard a female's voice and I was just like that, that's crazy so I wanted to deny it like none of this shit was going on in the apartment I was just like you know what maybe we're just smoking so much blunts we're just <laughs> hallucinating you know what I mean or something I didn't yeah. I just I didn't want to accept that there was something going on in the apartment and I had it was so crazy it was such a crazy Whenever I tell people the stories I've been through at the apartment, they were just shocked to like, why did you stay there for the entire year? And it's just like, well, we have no choice. I mean, it's my first apartment. Can't really break a contract like that, you know? We just had to suck it up. And there was a lot of weird stuff that happened after that incident. It went on from hearing that female's voice to us. We would just, like, watch a movie or just, you know, chill later in the night, like, one, two, three, four in the morning. And we'd literally hear, like, a female or a male screaming in agony outside. And mind you, if anybody hears something like that, especially female screaming, you know police are going to be called to the scene. You know, police are just going to get called. And, you know, moments pass by no cops nothing it was just so strange i was just like what the hell like that's so weird and just leading up to those events man the things got more weirder and my roommates would be like yeah we i seen this i seen the apparition and all of that and i was just like man something ain't right i was just like something ain't cool because there was times when i was by myself at the apartment i get these weird vibes that I wasn't belonging there. I shouldn't be in here. I need to leave. I something felt like somebody was watching me all the time. Like it was just so weird. It was just so really weird. And it wasn't until what month was it? The following year, yeah. So we we was at Country Books in 2015. Then the following year in 2016, yeah. Things got really more active. As as time passes, man, there was a lot of weird stuff going on. We were heard things mimicking our own voice, mimicking our conversation, and then nobody was there. And I just, you know, I guess I just wanted to know what was going on. Me and my buddies, we actually did EVPs. We took photos. I had proof of what what was at the apartment. But with that proof came with a lot of consequences along to that, which I would get to that. In the process of us, you know, doing our investigation and understanding what was going on, I had a lot of crazy audios, pictures. Like, I remember I was taking pictures and videos in my room, and I actually captured a picture of the woman, supposedly died in my room I, I guess you can put it I had a picture of her face in my mirror and I showed everybody that like I wasn't lying like there's no way I'd be able to like 
create something like that, you know what I mean? Especially trying to get proof of evidence of what was in my apartment. And, you know, since I was so curious into what I was wanting to know, it also came with a price. Like, this thing was attracted to me, to whatever it was, because I wanted to know so much. And this thing would always mess with me. Like, literally, when I go to sleep at night, couldn't sleep in the dark I literally felt like somebody was in my chair staring me down for hours and I knew I couldn't couldn't sleep with the lights off I had to turn them on or you know I would just watch television I would stay up to like <laughs> the sun comes up like it was it was that bad it was literally that bad so I was just like I don't know what I was doing I guess I just wanted to know what was in there because so many people my friends and roommates have said they seen this they seen that and i was just like i want to get to the bottom of it i want to know what's going on and it was just a lot of weird stuff a lot of weird stuff i remember the most craziest one was in i think towards the ending of our lease i was going to the kitchen and we had this coffee mug that you know it has the time and day and everything on it. And I remember walking to the kitchen. I remember seeing the numbers just, dude, everything, all the numbers were just going super fast, super super fast. And I told everybody like, yo, everybody, come come quick, come check it out. And everybody, all my all my roommates were witnesses to like the coffee mug just going crazy, like numbers, which is going all over the place the date was going back to like yeah it was just so weird it was so weird and it stopped at like i think 9 50 on february something i don't know what day it was so something happened at that day and time for it to be that crazy you know like yeah it was wild man it was really fucking wild and i had weird dreams in the process of that like like I said, like since I was so curious to what was going on, this thing was also curious about me for wanting to know things. I don't, I don't, to this day, I would not know if this was a dream or if it was a sleep paralysis or it happened in real life because what happened to me, it didn't seem like a dream. It seemed like it happened physically. I remember I was on the second floor and my bed's right close to the window, and the window faces to like the, the parking lot of the apartment complex. And I remember waking up to this really bright car headlight. I thought it was car headlights. And I was just like, damn, that is so bright, especially for this late at night, like, what the hell, you know? And it got closer, it get closer, and it comes, it was just getting closer to my window, and I was just like, how, do, how in the hell will a car I'm on the second floor and the car is right below. Like, how would how would it come up to me like that, you know? And I just remember seeing this big orb just go through my window and it just popped in front of me. And I remember blacking out and I just laid on my back and somehow my eyes pointed at the floor and it formed into like this smoke. I don't know, it just turned into something really smoky into a silhouette of a woman. And I remember seeing a female come into my face and just asking me, why am I doing this? Why am I asking so much questions? And 
all sorts of stuff and I woke up I was at the same position when it all happened and I couldn't really like explain it and I was just like maybe I just had a bad dream and I just woke up I don't know there was no explanation to it and I was just weirded out the next day and you know I was bragging to everybody all about this, you know, man, I got proof, I got evidence of ghosts, you know, blah, 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 like, you know, anybody that wouldn't deny me in my story, I had proof, prove it to them, and, and with me doing that, it just got worse, everything was getting bad, and just the activity that was going on there was just getting too much for me to, me and my roommates decided that you know what let's just end the contract and move to a townhouse instead and with us thinking doing that it didn't work because it followed us to the new place too <laughs> it followed us to the new place and what was crazy though like i remember one month before we leave we left i had a dream that i was at the um i was at the uh manager's office to get a referral to this uh, realtor because in my dream I was going to go get I was going to go rent a house and I had to go in there and get like a referral to to the realtor to explain that I always pay on time you know all the good good stuff and in my dream the manager told me how was my experience at Country Brooks and I told him like, yeah like it was great but we had a we had an unwelcome visitor at our apartment and then the janitor in my dreams said that oh yeah there's two there was a couple that was murdered in your room and i woke up just like holy shit what the fuck you know i was just like that's creepy and <laughs> what was so creepy about that that dream did came to pass um wow. i had to go to the office to get a referral not for a house, but for a townhouse. And then along with me getting that referral, the manager even asked me how was my stay at Country Brooks. And I was like, holy shit, this is deja vu. This is exactly what my in my dream that happened to me, you know? And I told her exactly what I said. Like, it was great, but we had an unwelcome visitor. But the only thing that didn't include it was the janitor that said a, a couple was murdered in my room the janitor was not there but the lady she was just like wow really like we never knew that there was a ghost in your unit and i was like yeah i have proof and evidence in which i showed her the proof and she was she was shocked by it she couldn't really you know deny what she seen and heard and apparently she told us we were the first one in the entire apartment complex to ever had this issue but we had a buddy down the street from me who had the exact same issues too oh, yeah. but it wasn't as active as ours so yeah we got a referral we moved out i thought you know maybe living at this new place it was going to be nice you know everything's going to be left behind it wasn't like that it it followed was like <laughs> oh huh? man that's wild yeah, it it was insane and more so, stuff. Uh, <clears throat> real quick, Jade. Yeah. Do uh do you think that there is an occurrence 
or a reason why it's always women that you're seeing. I know, um, right? It's pretty. It's pretty weird. I get goosebumps when people ask me that question. I really do. I got goosebumps now when you ask that question because it's yeah, like because like I, I notice how like the first story started off that way. It's a female, and, yeah. yeah. And it maybe could have been her following you, or maybe not that it's following place to place. Maybe it's following you. <laughs> and then maybe you know, I. <laughs> Yeah, I hate to admit that, but I but mean, you're saying you're just. I think it's just the different cases you're bringing up. There's different like places that you're at that just so happen to be. What's know, a lot of weird? Like what's weird that really resonates with me a lot. It's it's really weird because you know I've had people have said that like it could be following you. I'm just like you know what? As much as I want to deny that, I mean. It's a possibility, but then it's again, a possibility. Yeah, exactly. It's two different again, situations. Right. If it was that active, it would have followed me throughout my whole childhood, and you know what I mean. Yeah, it or could. I believe in a spiritual realm. Um, yeah, you know, for as long as spirit and brain continues on, you're going to hear me continue oh, to yeah. talk about that. And I, I do believe in the spiritual realm to where you you can invoke some certain you know juju of some sort exactly i'll leave it at that but and maybe some of that's coming in and out maybe whatever that connection you have with it is female and that yeah. and you know, like there's ways that you can look into your maybe even astrology to find that out but yeah. you know maybe whatever you're feeling or connected with is coming to your whoever you're connecting with maybe in your life or past lives or whatever may just you so never know no big no big deal right could be eve Right, you never know, man. Like it's crazy that you brought that up because every time when people bring that up, I get hella fucking goosebumps. <laughs> it's just it's crazy. I'm not gonna lie, you gave me some goosebumps a couple times there. So, and I normally don't get like freaked out over stuff like that, but it's just surreal. That amount of that amount of things that I've experienced from the country brooks to the townhouse was insane. Like I've never, this is some stuff you would see in scary movies and stuff like that. I like during that time, I really was that interested in the paranormal. I really wasn't. I just, just like, okay, maybe just people just seeing stuff. I'll be like, there could be an explanation to that. You know what I mean? Because when I woke up to my door opening by itself, I was like, man, there's an explanation, you know, it's probably the wind from the outside got in, but there's no way. It's there's no way because it was locked. No way a wind can just unlock a locked door like that, you know, it just it didn't make no sense to me. And yeah, when I moved to the townhome, things got more darker and just eerie, like. It also played a role with me having the footage and pictures of the proof that I have. Can you uh, go into that anymore? Huh? Yeah, that makes sense. Like it's like attaching itself to it. Yeah, sorry. Can you go into your your evidence a little bit more? I mean, just vaguely at what you kind of collected. Was it oh, pictures yeah. and video and videos? Um, and maybe what was on the audio? Anything of note? Briefly. Yeah, I'll tell you the most. The ones that fuck me up the most. Uh. Let's start off with video first, and we work our way to pictures and audios. Videos, the most active, 
activity in the apartment was my room and my roommate's room when we heard the the, the, the wind breeze and the female's voice. That was the two most active room. I've gotten a lot of orbs. I and my you see I there was an explanation to it. It could have been dust, but then there was this particular video of this orb just form itself out of nowhere through my through my cabinet. Dude, it just literally just came out of it, went from small to huge, and just went zooming across my room fast. And I'm just like, that's weird. That's really fucking weird. That was the only craziest part with videos. Now, with photos, I've had mist. I have, like, white mist going across my room. And, you know, we, we, we really, I, I, I'm not too much of a cigarette smoker at that time. So I knew it wasn't for me. And there was nobody else in the room when I took these photos. And then some told me to take pictures of my closet which it was all mirrored and that's when i got the picture of the woman and i remember i did like an effect to the picture and once i did the effect i seen the female's face along with it i guess it was a 1950s 1940s dress it was so fucking weird so weird and i showed it to everybody and they couldn't believe it they <laughs> there was it, they just couldn't put no explanation into what they were seeing now with audios it was the most intense it was like the most intense scariest clips i've heard my entire life and i'm getting goosebumps when i'm talking about this uh our first session we only captured like piano sounds music there was no music being played everything was all silent and also had Native Americans doing some chants. It was so weird because anything that's involved with that particular type of spirit is bad. It's not good. And well, a microphone is picking up what vibrations. Yeah. So. You know, the universe, like Tesla says, think energy, frequency, vibrations. Oh, yeah. I think it's possible to think that, you know, traumatic experiences or lingering whatever vibrations may, you know, somehow, some way be transmuted or transmitted, excuse me, in the, you know, in the ether somehow through. Yeah, somehow, yeah. some way, you know, just to be able to pick up white noise or whatever it may be. Right. I, I I believe in that man. Like like I said, the energy, whether it's good and bad, it's gonna be left behind. You know what I mean? It's always gonna be picked up over time. It's just so hard and weird to explain it because let's just say let's just say a couple move into a house where a murder was committed. There's something dark and negative that's still gonna be lingered in there that's gonna affect the home or the person living there you know what i mean yeah and that's essentially what the movie the grudge about or zhuang the original yeah. i think uh, yeah it's essentially what that's about that's crazy another but, question for you there uh, yeah. but um do you have any of this stuff left like uh, have you kept any of that or did you get rid of it all you know honestly with how intense the audio clips are uh, i haven't got to the worst ones what I was telling you about the audio clips. Um, 
I've actually got the female. Remember, I was telling you that I heard talking over us in my buddy's room. I've had her on on audio, the exact same voice with the exact same wind. I don't know what that. I don't know how to explain it. So it's so eerie. It's so eerie. If I was to recreate it on my <laughs> on my digital audio workstation, I would be fucking creeped out to remake that sound. It's just it was so weird. It's just like a wind and something interacting with it to create that energy to just talk it was the exact same voice saying it wasn't me and because i asked a question because we was have my i think it was me or my buddy had this app on his phone to ask questions and stuff like that we asked a specific question if somebody uh what was it if somebody burned down the apartment complex and we got the audio clip of that lady and I've also forgot to note that we also had a roommate who was a non-believer into the paranormal. And I showed him the videos and all of that. He still didn't believe it. He wanted to see it in person. He wanted to see it. So I was just like, look, we'll do a session in your room. And let's see what goes from there. He's like, that's fine. And he's like, I'm not afraid like all of you guys. And I was like, that's cool. We'll test it out. So he closed his door. And I start recording. And he actually, you know, he was actually provoking the thing. Just like, show me proof that you're real because I don't believe you. And literally, I'm not lying to you. (laughs) Everything that I love, the door that was closed shut, opened by itself and opened slowly. And when it opened slowly, I felt like a cold breeze coming into the room. Somehow, way, my roommate still didn't believe it. He was just like, I don't believe it. And he, he just he just kept on asking questions for it to make itself known. Nothing happened except for just that door. But what my audio clip capture was pretty disturbing. It was not what I expected. And it was something really more sinister. And yeah, every clip on that specific session sounded really demonic and... Yeah, it just didn't sound like a human or a soul. It just sounded really demonic. And that's what made me to stop doing the EVP session. But at the same time, I was just like, I want to keep this evidence. I want to make sure I'm not crazy. I want to make sure that I can prove people what I have is the, the truth. <laughs> and yeah, when we move into the new place, like I said, things got more darker and sinister. <clears throat> and... I couldn't figure out why was that. I was just like, I'm not doing nothing bad. I mean, sure, I'm living with people who have may have negative energy, which that could attract that. But I'm just like, why is it still messing with me specifically? And because I remember it was countless times it would just be me and my roommate being in my room, just chilling, and we heard people walking and and chairs moving on their own in the kitchen. Oh, shit. I'm just like, there's no way. There's now. I was just like, there's no way anybody's in the house. It's just us two. And we went downstairs. No, none of the chairs were moved. Everything was in its place. But we heard noises. People walking, moving chairs. And I've also encountered like a black shadow from the corner of my eyes moving very quickly to like my room. And I'm just like, what the hell? Something told me, like, you know what? 
what if it's the videos and the pictures and the audios that I still have? Because you got to think about it. That's, that's still a form of energy. That, uh, pr the, 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 the audios that I've gotten are so disturbing. Of course, something's going to follow me. You know what I mean? It, it just attracts a lot of energy. I was just like, what if I deleted all of them? And I deleted all of them. And I just... Yeah, I just haven't had anything bad happen to me. I even asked my mom, like, what could it be to even say the same thing? Like, it's the audios, the videos and pictures that you have that tracks to stay with you because you're so into it. You know what I mean? That the amount of energy you put into, like, you know, telling and telling everybody, hey, I got this, I got that. It's, it's going to it's gonna attract to you and it wants to stay with you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Kind of like forcing it to be real, huh? It's like you're kind of like forcing it to be like actively real. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like keeping it with you, you're like keeping it alive in a sense. Exactly, exactly, and that's why I don't understand why paranormal researchers do this stuff because you literally have something following you. You can't things like that. You can't see it with the naked eye. The amount of energy and time you put into it, it's going to be interested in you. They're going to be like, oh, you know what? This guy's putting this much time and energy into me. I want to follow it. You know what I mean? That, it can follow you. It can take over your life and just make you go downhill. That's how fucked up these, I don't know how to put it. Like, it's just, this is how fucked up these, I guess, spirits are. It's just wild. Yeah, I was definitely curious if you were going to get rid of all that stuff. Yeah, I did, man. I did. Like, I I have no reason to keep them. I really don't. And when I... Half the times when I show people these proof and evidence, I do get <laughs> creeped out by it. But then at the same time, I like, why should I keep something that I get so afraid of? You know, I shouldn't be afraid of keeping a certain thing in my possession, you know? Like... It was too much for me to handle, especially with the audio clip. I, I could have given more details on the audio clip, but I don't want to share it because it's just too, I don't know, it's just too disturbing for me. I just don't like, I just don't like it. And it was proof. It was proof. I mean, all my roommates were witnesses to me recording every session and showing people the proofs and stuff. It's just, it was just wild, man. It was just wild, and I don't ever want to go through that ever again. Anytime anybody wants me to take me to, like, Waverly Hills, no, no, no thanks. I'm not doing that. Not doing it. I'm not going to do anything with the Supernatural ever again. Did you uh, ever go out anywhere um, other than, like, home? Places you, like, lived and, like, have any experiences? Out, like, at any, you know, parks or anything? You know, at the park, like, Tom Sawyer, I've had a really weird experience one time. Well, currently, well, this was last year, yeah, so it's recent. Currently, they don't allow people to go into the cave area of uh, Tom Sawyer of the Asylum. You know what I'm talking about? It, nobody's not allowed to end there, so it's like trespassing. And it was just a spot for everybody to go in there to smoke, just to chill and whatnot. Yeah, I think you're referring to what the sauerkraut 
cave or tunnel or whatnot. The the big main one down past the archer. Yup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That used to be my spot every time. I would always kick it with my friends and stuff. So me and my cousins were over there. I, I wanted to show them this spot because I always bragged about it and just like it was so cool. It was a perfect spot to chill. So we went over there. We just say screwed the no trespassing sign. You know, we have one life to live. Fuck it. <laughs> just, just go check it out. And we checked it out and we literally heard like people talking. We heard like we just heard movements and I was just like, yeah, something's not right. Let's dip. So we just dipped for it. We just kept going deep into the woods and we just we just heard people. We heard people. It didn't it didn't sound like cops or anything like that. We heard people, but there was nobody around us at all. And we just kept on running, running, and then we just went to the other side of the park and we just dipped. And I was just like, wherever the fuck that was, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Because it, it's creepy, man. Like, especially nighttime, it's just weird, you know? Like, even before, like, the Salyan was built, I couldn't imagine there was an Indian burial site you know you can imagine how many indians were over in that area at one point in time you know dude if you only knew how many actual people are buried out there <clears throat> do you know the history of that place at all not so much uh not so much on the history central state hospital is a 192 bed adult psychiatric hospital and it's located in eastern louisville uh, jefferson county in kentucky if you haven't been to it um, in 1869, 200 acres were purchased by a Kentucky state legislator from descendants of renowned frontiersman Isaac Height to establish a state house of reform for juvenile delinquents. This was located on the outskirts of what would you know, become uh, Anchorage, Kentucky. In 1878, due to overcrowding, um, both the hospital and the reform was converted into a, a lunatic asylum with Dr. C.C. Forbes as the superintendent. The following year, an act of the legislator renamed it the Central Kentucky Lunatic Asylum. In late 1887, it received its own post office called simply Asylum. The following year, its name was changed to Lakeland, and the institute was commonly referred to as Lakeland Hospital or Lakeland Asylum. By 1900, its official name had been changed to the Central Kentucky Asylum for the Insane. So it's had, you know, several name changes. So the name change over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So by 1912, it was known as Central State Hospital, basically. Comparable institutions are Eastern State, uh, Lexington, Western State, and Hopkinsville, and uh, there's a few others. Um, not all patients had mental disorders though, apparently some suffer from like brain damage and mental retardation or were simply poor or elderly. So not everybody there was that they just kind of, you could imagine, use your imagination. They just kind of claim that you, you had this just on like practices and asylums back then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but the early years of the 1800s were marked by repeated allegations of uh, patient abuse, so that was definitely something that was prevalent at this place. In uh, 1879, uh, Robert H. Gale, Dr. Robert H. Gale, was appointed superintendent in 1882. 
They conducted an investigation in the ducking or near-drowning death of a patient. He was later exonerated of the charges. Um, throughout the history of that place, the Institute suffered improper funding, understaffing, and overcrowding. So, um, I think it says built for 1,600 patients. By 1940, there were over 2,400. Oh, wow. Um, and it says, you know, by the 1950s, um, of course, with the social norms and morales changing of the way that the um, the public perceived mentally disturbed people and uh, mental health issues, um, it led ultimately to fewer patients staying there. Um, <clears throat> and then in the 60s, they were was like three million dollars allowed by the state to construct, you know, construct more modern facilities to try and make it, you know, a little bit better. Which some of those I think are still standing. Um, and then by 1986, you know, modern administration, modern facilities, uh, and the property adjacent to the old buildings, I think were were built uh, the north campus. And then um, I think the uh, subsequent abandoned and buildings in the 90s late 90s was all demolished and honestly dude they they say that it's unknown how many deceased patients are buried on the hospital grounds because uh that's wild though, yeah though over 900 death shit. certificates yeah 900 death certificates exist denoting burial in both of the hospital cemeteries um <clears throat> is that the one over in linden the central state yeah yeah bro so the, How many souls wondering? <laughs> the one that's still standing is the uh, the new modern facility that, the one um, that they built around said, late right? 80s, yeah, like 1986 or something like that. A lot of that's when that started, and then it was called the North Campus, and then subsequently, wow, or it says what was the hospital, the original hospital and surviving structures, which was called the North Campus. Excuse me. That's what was abandoned and demolished in the uh, the late 90s. But the new construction and all that stuff for the buildings that everything moved to was started Where in the late 80s. Mid to late 80s. What's up? Where is the cemetery? It's oh just out there still, I think. It's, um, it's right off the road. Like, the existing roads that's still there, you can kind of tell where everything was. There's a big loop out there to where that was the loop in front of the building. But there's like a long stretch of land down some, and there's some like trees off to the right and like a fence row or something like that. And down I just below, remember a fence row like... and like there's like a field separated by some trees and then there's like a little fence row going along it and then all along under the uh, canopy of those trees, there's a ton of graves over there. I know I've been out there with... Uh, good buddy mine, Keith. That's crazy. And, uh, done some cool shit. Shout out, shout out, Keith. What's up, dog? But it was, uh, yeah, I'd love to go back out there again because honestly, Louisville is um, riddled with underground spaces and caves and tunnels. Yeah. Most of them built before the uh, 1930s in order to move shipments from the river, um, you know, the docks to downtown buildings and nearby neighborhoods and shit like that. Have well, you, you ever find a bunch of those tunnels out there? Have you ever encountered any like paranormal, Britain? 
No, I haven't. I have not, man. I've definitely felt different energies and things like that throughout my entire life, but nothing. You know, I've had those weird, eerie feelings and all that yeah. stuff. I've had the hair stand up, and you know, I've never really had anything that stands out to me. But then again, yeah. I'm so I'm moving so fast at all times that I probably wouldn't freaking notice, anyways. <laughs> right. You know How about I mean? you, Joel? So yes and no. So, like, I think, like, I attribute this to mainly because I've never put a lot of energy into it, so maybe that's why I hypothetically can't see them. Right. But my mom and my sister are, like, hardcore, I forget the terminology for it, um, clairvoyance, is that it? But anyways, they, um, my mom used to oh, always clairvoyant. Claim to, yeah, yeah, that thing. My mom used to claim to talk to, like old dead relatives and shit all the time and like huh. even when she died the day she died she was like talking to someone all day but um yeah like there's stories that's wild there's this house here in daytona actually that my mom grew up in with her dad and stuff like that and i don't, I don't know her name but apparently one of the uh her grandma had died or some shit and she would always sit up in this one room up at the house up there and the chair would the little rocking chair would always be rocking and you could go mm-hmm. in there some nights and some shit and then my sister used to have reoccurring visions of the same woman like in her bedroom with the red eyes just like looking at her and shit um, yeah so yeah, and then my mom has said that she's seen dead relatives and stuff around me, but yeah. I didn't pay to it, so I can't really validate it or invalidate it. Right. But, you know, there is a history of Man. people in my meet that are into it. Yeah. And next time if I ever see one, man, God forbid, I'm gonna tell it to get out of my house. If you ain't paying rent, you have no business to be here. <laughs> like yeah, shit. I'm that now. My kid, man. Right. This trailer I live in. So it was actually, um, I mean, it's like a big, like a ten month early. But it was originally demolished in a hurricane like twenty odd years ago. My landlord yeah. got it for free and just brought it to this property and, you know, basically rebuilt the roof and shit. But I don't know if anything happened here or not, but when my kid was little, he used to always talk to this um, thing that she called No Name in her room. And, like, this, her and this No hmm. Name thing. It was like a very friend or whatever. But I always wondered yeah. about it. It always made me think of that um, anime movie. Spirited away because they're always the main guy, and that's no name. Oh, I know you're talking about no, yeah, no name. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's pretty creepy, too. Experience with paranormal stuff, I guess. Dude, I found a fucking article um, from the paper, newspaper, Sunday morning, February 12th, 1961. The headline says, Central State Patient Killed uh, Something 22D or 2D Charged with Murder. 
says a 78-year-old Central State Hospital patient was killed about 5.40 p.m. yesterday as another patient who had been serving as a general handyman at the hospital was charged with murder. Deputy Coroner James J. Barbers said William Isaac McSomething in Shelbyville died of brain injuries suffered when he was beaten. Earl something or another 45 of Eastward was charged with murder and brought to county jail. The incident occurred in a large dormitory. It's wild. Yeah, dude. An incident occurred in a large dormitory which houses about 30 aged patients. And then it says as like a mini headline, beaten with shoe. Yeah, it's fucked up. Who's that? Joe? Uh, DJ, bro, <laughs> it's me from the. It's just fun to read the lab. I, I, I don't mean to point out that I know. I know it's a like shoe. some George Bush in Iraq <laughs> dodging right. that shoe they got through at him. And he's ducking down every time. Oh Man, god! I picture that old bastard just taking his shoe off. Like you dumb little motherfucker. Bro, I'm but, dude. Y'all are taking this left. Y'all are crazy. No, but 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 real, but. But let's be real, though. I mean, a shoe? How? Dude, it says beaten with shoe. All right, so this gets even better. Check this out. Let's be real. Nurses aides, Mrs. Gertrude. Oh, God. How'd you like to have Gertrude, <laughs> Gertrude. coming and do <laughs> Gertrude and Miss Edith. And said Caputo threw whatever his name was onto a bed and beat him with a shoe. What the hell? That is crazy. Uh, the doctor, superintendent of the hospital, or whatever, it's been there five years, said that the dude that um, that committed this crime had been in the hospital since 1939. So this is a uh, 61 at the time. 1961. So he'd been in there for a long fucking time. God damn. Yeah, dude. So uh, the dude oh, that he killed, the, the dude he killed. The dude he killed had only been there two years, man. That's uh, a, a shame, dude. And here, the last it thing is. it says, too, is that um, some people were making comments, I guess, that work there. Uh, something like this is always possible with 2,000 patients. He said, there is no place we could have done something to prevent. And then that's all I've got here. But it's like a little excerpt from the paper from a long that's time That's crazy. Ago. That is so wild. And there's even other ones here that, you know, patients at Lakeland drowns, you know, suicide ruled. You know, so they say that, and this is in, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It says that this person had been there since 1950, so this is, this is around the same time as the last one. This one says, baby slain, mother sent to Lakeland. Damn. And this is a Bowling, this is in Bowling Green, Kentucky, August thirty first, from Warren County Circuit Judge Robert blah blah blah, uh, committed this thirty seven year old chick to Central State Hospital, and she is charged that she slain her five month old child. Jesus, that's Christ. fucking terrible. And attempted and attempted to take her own life. It says the decapitated body. That, Jesus, I'm not even reading this anymore. I'm moving yeah, on. Yeah, that's that's just... Yep, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. But yeah, yeah, dude, those people are probably buried out there at fucking Lakeland. Can you imagine, like, Look, it even all says their this souls, one, like, this roaming around? This person hung themselves. Right. 
That's wild. Just imagine all the souls roaming around that area. Oh, man. I used to run around there, so... I still want to go out there again. Not to, like, entice anything, but, I mean, I'll go yeah. out there and, and walk around and... Yeah, I mean, if you just dare to walk around, you're good. But if you dare to, like, provoke something, you're guaranteed, like, some weird stuff gonna happen, you know? Joel, I know you don't live here in Louisville anymore, but when you did, do you remember Sleepy Hollow Road near Prospect in Louisville? Yeah, love that road. Did you ever hear of all the stuff, you know, that's related to that road as far as, you know, the best talking about this smoking route. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's all kinds of there's all kinds yeah, of spooky so many, shit that's I've heard so many different stories about that road and I've heard a lot, but all right, check this out. I think the most prominent that we've heard of growing up, Joe, and I think you might agree with me, is during the, what the seventies and eighties rumored that satanic rituals were porn or performed there at uh, Devil's Point. Yeah. So there apparently there's other shit like uh, Crybaby Bridge. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I've heard of that. My mommy's telling me about the cry baby. So a bridge on Sleepy Hollow Road near the border between Jefferson and Oldham counties, known as Cry Baby Ridge, reportedly mothers would drop their unwanted sick and deformed babies off the bridge to drown in the water, what? and their crying can still be heard there, dude. Yes. What the Jesus fuck? The original bridge has been replaced by a newer one made of steel and concrete. The bridge is one of several rumors about locations along Sleepy Hollow Road. Wow. Yeah, there's another place up on the Ohio River. That's fucking crazy. I never heard of that till now. There's one bridge on the, on the river down there, like, I want to say southwest of Louisville. And it goes into Indiana, and it's just like one of those like shitty country kind of um, bridge things. But if you put your car, if you park your car on it and put it in neutral, it'll actually like push you across. You know, I've heard some things like that, but I didn't really know exactly where it was. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I it, read it. That's it, wild. Uh, I read it in the weird Kentucky book because there was also yeah, like uh, yeah. the tribes there in Louisville. You know, prior to white man coming and shit, they were like cannibalistic <laughs> Indian tribe. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. What uh, what tribe they have? The Shawnee, Cherokee, shit like that. Uh, no, Cherokee was more like North Carolina area. Um, I can't remember. I don't remember. But you can look it up on the Weird Kentucky website or Weird US, and then choose Kentucky. So tribes and bands of Kentucky was included the Cherokee, Chickasaw, Delaware, Mesopelia, Shawnee, Wenada, and Yukul. Whatever, I'm probably butchering half those fucking names. But yeah, Cherokee and Shawnee were two of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> any of them cannibals? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, the population in population in Kentucky is pretty low now. Sad. It's pretty fucked up what we did. All those names. There's all American sorts of history. Spirits. Tons of fucking history though in this state. Yeah. 
Seriously. Because all this, like, uh, this town, city we live in, all of this was owned by Native Americans at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You can only imagine where some of their bodies are, like, buried. They could be buried in your home, inside the backyard, anywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I was locked up with this guy in Louisville jail. Um, probably, like, 2010-ish. And... I can't remember his last name, but you can find him on Google or whatever. His name is this uh, gay dude named Jeff. And, um, dude was, like, super, super nice and was always, like, cleaning the block and stuff like that. Like, this dude went as far as, like, you know, like, buy toothbrushes on commentary to clean the toilets and shit. Yeah. But anyways, like, so he, he was my Scrabble partner. And, you know, he we just talked, shoot the shit, and he's just, like, the nicest guy in the world. And... You're just kind of like a little uh, introverted, you know, nerdy kind of guy. So you never expect it. But this motherfucker was all high on meth with some <laughs> with a boyfriend or some shit down in uh, Germantown. And I, th- I want to say it was their dealer, but they ended up killing their dealer. And they were freaking so out funny. and didn't know what to do. So they decided it was a good idea to chop up his body. And put him in a Rubbermaid container and put him in the basement. And then they just kind of freaked out and they were dead. But yeah, so like I'm talking to this dude. And, you know, he starts asking me, so what are you here for? And at the time I was waiting to get extradited to Florida. And um, so, you know, we're we're talking about shit. And then I'm like, yeah, so uh, what's up with you? He's like, uh, you can read through my discovery if you want. And then he gave me his discovery and started reading it. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they've been recording me for first 48 and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, that's that is insane. How have you that never is. told me this story? I guess that's because you were going down to Florida and that's we didn't keep that much in touch. But every couple of years. I'm sure that's not a story that would have normally come out now that I think of it. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, they used to, um, Bobby, too. Yeah, his name was his name was Jeffrey Munt, M U D T M U N D T. Dude, that guy is Jeffrey wild. Munt. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. He was, but he was like the nerdiest, like quiet, but like straight cool guy. We played Scrabble all the time. Pretty legit. But he just, you know, got high on meth and he's murdered. <coughs> Dude, that's wild. Dude, it says he was released on parole in 2014. Because no matter what people say about Kentucky, they have the best prison or penal system ever. I love the Commonwealth. You don't do prison time in Kentucky. <laughs> you got parole there after 20% of your time? No. It don't even exist here in the South. You get a year, you're doing 364 or 365 days. Or 85% or 85% of your time. Kentucky loves. <clears throat> Me and Britton grew up with his cat. And... He, like, OD'd some chick and took people to, like, have sex with her corpse. And What the they fuck? Ended just, they ended up just giving him, like, th- I think, like, two years in and then 15 years on parole. 
And then he was, and he ended up ODing on parole. But um, you knew David Chapel, right, Britton? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's he is yeah. not alive anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He OD'd like on when he first got on parole or some shit. He um, his entire family went down within like a year and a half, and one of them went da- went down like for good. Within yeah. like a year, apart, like three members of the family. That's. Kentucky people are wild, but that's some scary shit. No, that's drugs, is what that is. He has like the lean, most lenient prison. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's up, Joe? I said, if you are, go to Kentucky if you're gonna get caught. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, just don't come here at all. <laughs> Stay in California. <laughs> no, this place is awesome. There's all sorts of history around here. It's it's pretty pretty sweet. Um I think regardless we've touched on of, quite a bit. Yeah, regardless of all the negativity going on in Louisville, it's still still a nice place, you know, just depending where you're at, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I try to look at things differently. I think that the stuff going on in Louisville is something that's probably needed to happen for a long time. Yeah. I think it's a lot deeper than what people know, as with everything. But, um, yeah, I think that um, what I'm more concerned about with and we can close out with um, is uh, November 3rd, next next Tuesday. You know. Oh, man. Like Graydon says, most of us just see next Tuesday. You know, no, that's a horror movie. Yeah, we got to go up in there and uh, do the do the deed, man. I'm going to go in and slap mine in. I know y'all are probably going to do the same, but what do you think about Joel uh, trying to do like, um, I don't know what you got going on Tuesday night, but maybe during the election, throw on, uh, throw on the, the uh, main companion and kind of listen and watch in and maybe rec- do a little bit of recording and uh, throw it up yeah, on Beard and Brain, maybe. What are they, what are they, uh, but, um, you know, what do you think? I think that, that if Trump does win, I think the next, whatever, 70-some-odd days are going to be fucking awful. I think even if he doesn't win, I think it's going to be awful anyways, but I think it's definitely going to be more exemplified, like, definitely more um, accelerated when they, like, announce yeah. he wins if he does. So, I just... A lot of people are going to be pissed off on that day after the results. Either it's going to be more left, of the summer. Yeah, either left or right. There's some shit that's going to go yeah. down. Something's going to go down, for real. Yeah, definitely. There's a... Everyone's going to be pissed off, regardless what happens. I was right. actually uh, listening to... Um, there's this, there's this, uh, what episode was it? But there were these war games played by all these, like, high-level ex-chiefs of staff and, like, you know, people in politics and the military and stuff. And they kind of laid out all the scenarios that could happen. And they're basically saying that, you know, more than likely what could happen, what options would be is one would end up winning the popular vote on election day and possibly even the more electorals and win, but then the other party will say, hey, we want to continue counting ballot, ballots for a while or whatever and keep contesting it. 
and then if that doesn't, and then if that falls through, the losing party can even then, like, there's electorals. As far as electoral candidates, they don't necessarily have to vote for, you know, whoever their population in their state goes for. They can actually be faithless candidates. And, like, for instance, there was one in Hawaii that, you know, put in a vote for Bernie Sanders in 2016 just because he didn't like Hillary. And there's a bunch of other instances of that. So you can actually, like, they can call and fire the electoral candidates and bring new ones in to, you know, decide the election. And then the last option is basically they can go on, actually go have, like, the Senate and Congress share a floor and basically decide it under the supervision of the vice president. It's kind of fucked up to see, like, how many different ways they can go legally within our Constitution. And kind of interesting For to real. see what Well, I definitely think it's going to be interesting. I'd love to do that companion with you and try and just slap something together. Nothing crazy. I'll bring something, but, you know, just to talk about what's going on as far as whatever action there may be. And I know I know damn well there's going to be other companions out there well worth the shit, worth talking about, worth laughing over. So if you're interested, just get with me. But yeah, man, I sure. definitely think that. The days after are going to be interesting, so stay in touch. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I'm looking forward to those days. Let me get hectic. Oh, yeah. Well, does anybody else have any last thoughts before we close this bad boy out? We rocked out uh, over an hour again on this bad boy. Man, yeah, literally. No, that's it, man. That that That's all I have to say. I just wanted to share everybody my... My paranormal encounters, you know. Joel. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on here. Awesome. Jay, did you want to throw out any plugs or anything? Any new projects you got going on with the... Yeah, man. Um, I got this beat EP tape with the homie Douglas. I'm about to drop that sometime in the beginning or middle of November. I was originally going to drop it off the 31st, but he has priorities he needs to take care of, and priorities come first for anything. And then, of course, I got this EP tape with Psycho Rich. Definitely going to drop in the middle of November. Everybody check that out. It's going to be super bumping. Going to bring back 1995. Ooh, I like that. Nice. I heard a little bit of uh, what you've been doing with him. And, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, buckle buster. And yes, yes, and I'm definitely liking that sound. So appreciate, it, man. Going on, it's probably yeah. Awesome. It's crazy because a lot of people have have commented saying that it it sounded like a song from like the '90s, and really it's not. It's, it was made recent. So me and Psycho Ridge are heading towards that direction to bring back that authentic, you know. Memphis underground shit, you know what I mean? Mm. Nice. I'm with it, man. Oh, yeah. Well, again, I appreciate it. You guys can find Jay on the uh, the social intrawebs. We'll plug them in the uh, show notes. Uh, Jay, is there any of them that you wanted to plug here real quick? Any of your uh, YouTube or anything like that? How they can yeah, find you? you guys can follow me on my YouTube, J the Unknown, J D A E 
D-A-U-N-K-N-O-W-N. Jada Unknown. It's along with SoundCloud, Instagram. They're all the same. You will get all the links down below. Yeah, yeah. and don't forget he's got physicals right now for uh, Playlistic Harmony. I'm sure yeah. we still have some more of them available. I, so yes, sir. we got to um, push them around. I got mine, so I'm out of y'all's way. Yeah, get uh, y'all a copy. You down there to put on the to put on the radio stations and stuff. And it's definitely hell yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep so we'll, we'll get some down to you somehow. Yeah, man. Sure, get y'all a copy. Only got thirty. Only got like thirty-five left. After that, no, no more represses. Whoop. All right. Yeah, don't have to. All right. Well, thank y'all for joining us on another episode of Beard and Brain podcast. Peace. Bye, bitches! <laughs> Die together in front of their